Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everybody and welcome along to episode 80 of Ready Player 2. This is an actual proper actual episode where in which we all have microphones and our own PCs and don't sound like dog shit because we're not in a car. Uh, we have a full cowardice of podcasters today. So <laughs> my name is Rich and we also have Ross. Hello. We also have Lewis. Hello. We have Auntie L. Oh, oh that's me again. Oh god. Fools <laughs> <laughs> me every time. Oh, I'm still god. asleep. I'm sorry. And, and Auntie L. <laughs> my name's that's, Lee. That's, no, that's my that's L. No, it's L. We have actual L. Yay! L. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh my good grief! This is going to go really well. well. I can I can already tell. So there's five of us, which means this is going to be an absolute goddamn nightmare to try and keep track of. But I'm going to try and do it anyway. Also, I'm not editing this episode, which I'm really quite happy about. Who's mm-hmm. editing this? Put your hand up. Rich, you say tell? that like... No one can see. Hang, well, I know, on, I know, Rich, I never You say that like you edit every episode. No, no, I may have edited one episode no, at some point. I'm next, not sure when it was. the last time you edited an episode. I can't remember. You did. I can't remember, I remember the last you time we recorded. One. Yeah, I did one. You did, it took you about a week. Shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I think a couple of but the lost episodes may have, been, may have been me. <laughs> not editing them to the point where everybody forgot we did it. Right, look. There's so many of us this week, and we've got loads to talk about. So what we're going to do is, um, I know EGX was a little while ago, and we've done a couple of mini-casts. We did a live video podcast, which we did on Facebook. Um, we also did a couple of carpool podcasts. Uh, speaking about EGX, now, I don't really want to speak about EGX too much on this episode. Oh. EGX is a show, yeah? So mm-hmm. EGX was a thing. It was a show in the UK, in Birmingham, at the NEC, that an awful lot of people went to. This year, very briefly, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really good. I thought the queue management in it was much better than it had than it was last year. Yeah, the it's because we didn't was... queue. No, well, shush, shush. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's supposed to be the Everyman Podcast, Lewis. Um, <laughs> the the vibe was excellent. I'm not que- no, 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 no. I'm not queuing <laughs> with the scum. <laughs> you skipped the queue with the scum. That was what happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, I quite like yeah, the it was the. The vibe was great. What? Everything I really enjoyed it. There were some brilliant shows, and there were some brilliant people working on the stands. And yeah. then also there was a weird, conspicuous ab- absence of certain 
games or certain entire manufacturers that just <laughs> didn't appear to be there at all, which was really bizarre. But on a whole, I really liked it. Has anybody got a standout thing, very briefly, about the show that they just want to say, and then we'll get on talking about the games that we want to talk about? Uh, no? <laughs> it's been I think we pretty much... Oh, mate, it, it, oh, it, I needed it a... takes a little while for the brain to engage, you know? There were so many I nice things. I We've all been want... flu-addled since then. Yeah. I want to say that it was really kid-friendly this year. Uh, yeah, it was. I think more so than 2013. And I think it was predominantly because of the Nintendo stand. Mm. Um, yeah. They mm-hmm. were amazing at people handling. And, yes, they were. Uh, you know, people not, are the, Not the literal worst. handling of people. No, not literal manhandling <laughs> of people. Not physically, no. <laughs> uh, but people can be the worst at the best of times. Um, and, you know... It gets progressively worse when you're impatient, you're bored, and you're made to wait. But they were actually they were really good. Uh, plus, their games were really child friendly, especially the cardboard things. The Labo, the Nintendo Labo, and I thought that was really well handled as well because the amount of people that wanted to get onto those Nintendo Labo things, and the Nintendo staff seemed to just be effortlessly dealing with everybody. Just ushering people nicely on, nicely off, having a quick chat, explaining what the games were, and suddenly the queue disappeared and you got on and everything was fine. They were so calm, like swans. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> swans. Big red swans. Yeah. Swans Last day, the, um, <laughs> the best, the best uh, staff there out of all the big ones. But and I, I thought, uh, I came away thinking, oh, Sony. I mean, Microsoft weren't there, so we can't really judge them. But I thought, Sony, oh, you bastards, making me queue for the PSVR thing. But then I remembered um, me, Ross and L queued up for Spider-Man as well. We did. And they made that quite pleasant. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a good but guy. The PlayStation guy in that queue was really friendly and chatty. And yeah. I don't know if we just got one that was nice. Probably, yeah. He <laughs> <It> was funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also, we might we might gripe about the way that PlayStation handled the Sony VR queues this year, but it's still not a touch on the Sea of Thieves queue from last year. <laughs> not even still close. I'm still, yeah, yeah my, my soul still exists in that queue. They should have brought round like, the, the silver blankets and things to, to survive. Oh, yeah, <laughs> survival equipment. Energy drinks to people. I want to follow yeah. on from what Elle said, the, the kid friendliness. We took your kids on the Sunday there. And yeah. Just seeing how much fun they had playing games. Mm. Like I'm, a, I'm a grumpy old gamer now. I don't care about happiness and things like that. But that's the next generation. <laughs> you play they football manager. Like, exactly. It's miserable. It's a miserable existence. But they seem to have such a great time. And everyone's like really friendly towards them. Yeah, yeah, they genuinely, and everybody handled them really, really well, I thought. But and Nintendo, you expect a company like Nintendo to handle loads of kids gaggling around and trying to play their games really, really well. And they did, and they yeah. did it really well. But my kids naturally gravitated towards the indie games. Yes, yeah, they did. The so transfuser section. They loved it. They were they were mad for it. And I thought a lot of the guys around there. Now there were some that obviously not a lot of them are PR people. They're not geared necessarily to deal with people. They're <laughs> developers, <laughs> so they're not they're not necessarily always the best people persons persons. Anyway. Um, so many people were really good with the kids. I thought it was really nice to see that they were having a, a fantastic time and talking to people. I'm pretty sure Emily felt like she was interviewing people half the time. She, even though she it was, like she was yeah. having a great time. <laughs> yeah, Especially on the drawing game, that was really good. I think there. she sucked all of Lee's yeah. energy on the front on the Saturday the Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like a ghost, ghost My of a man mind around. Played quite <laughs> oh, good grief. I, I was getting paler and paler as the weekend <laughs> progressed. 
Have you got any standout um, from the show, Lewis, or did you just kind of like the whole thing? No, I think I pretty much covered most of it in like our our live episode. Like, yeah, the whole thing was it was a really good experience, and I mean, I'm still suffering for it now, but it was a good experience. <laughs> yeah, um, just kind of echoing what what the other guys have said. Like, it was really it was really friendly. It was really kid friendly. It didn't feel too much like all the stands were being run by PR people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just nice to be able to chat with the the devs and see how they interacted with your kids and the other kids that were <clears throat> were at the show. So yeah, it was it was a really a nice wholesome experience. It was, even, wasn't it? That's a good even word. Even on the Saturday when it was the the craziest, the most busiest, it didn't Hell seem. Fast. Yeah, well, no. yeah, it didn't even <laughs> seem like it was that. I think really some mental. of that. I think some of it was because we went four days this year. Mm. We or between us all we kind of went four days some of us went three um we took it a lot calmer than we have done previously so in previous years we've gone mad go 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 and one day you've got to get to do every single thing that you can possibly get to yeah plus in previous years there has been more triple a games bigger queues and more of them so you yeah. constantly feel like you're queuing and going around and all the rest of it. Press was handled really well this year, really nicely. A lot of the big names were quite happy to let you in to see their game, as long as you scheduled it with them. So we didn't have to queue too much, and we got around an awful lot of stuff. And then when we wanted to, we could take it calmer and just go at a normal pace and just move yeah. around a little bit. It was really organic, very, very nice. Right, look, that's EGX. If you haven't ever been to EGX before, you might not care. But if you are interested at all in discovering new games because that's one thing that EGX is absolutely amazing for there are so many games that I saw this year that I just never would have heard of and in fact one of the games that we really really liked that we'll talk about in a little while had had actually been out for two years before we saw it and we did not know that it existed and the only reason that they were there was because they were bringing out their game on the Switch and Uh, we played this absolutely loved it couldn't believe we'd never seen it before two years that's why it's so great Discovery, new things that you probably wouldn't have laid eyes on before. Mm-hmm. Um, great show. If, you, if you're if interested in that kind of stuff, think about going next year. So, you going to name that game? No, I'm not. I'm going to talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> right, look, that's the show itself. Um, let's move on to a couple of the games that we've seen. So the, there's a bunch of things. If, if at any point you guys want to talk about something in particular that that we haven't mentioned or we didn't give an award to, then blurt it out and we'll see if we can talk about it. Um, but during the show, we we took with us a, a series of awards. So basically we had like um, best indie game of the show. We had uh, our crew award. So everybody had a crew pick and we got to give an award out to... Um, the the game that we thought was our pick of the show. Um, I can't remember all the other awards that we had. What did we have? We had the Transfuser one, uh, the yep. indie game of the show. The, the mini, left, mini Player 2. The Mini Player 2, yep, the kids gave one out. And the... It, it, which is so funny, because this is absolutely not a kid-friendly show. <laughs> like, whatsoever. <laughs> not even clothes. It's not safe for work, not safe for kids, not safe for anybody. Um... But yeah, they gave some awards out. We had the left field of the show, and there was a couple more. I can't remember what they were all about. We'll, we'll go through them all. But we couldn't give awards to everybody because that would feel really stupid. Yeah, kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah, a little bit pointless. Just give everybody, give everybody <laughs> an award. Um, so we picked our particular ones, but there were so many things there, and there were so many things that were absolutely worth talking about. Right, Lewis, do you mind if we start Yo. with yours? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Lewis's crew pick of the show. 
Uh, so my pick of the show was Honey, I Joined a Cult. Which just makes me smile every time I hear the name. Which is... So, at its heart, it is a 70s cult simulator. Um, it's it was the the demo I played was really good fun. the The guys that I spoke to, uh, Simon and I forget the other guy's name. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> they are so passionate about it, and you can definitely tell that they both love um, Prison Architect and Rimworld and games of that ilk. Yeah. Um, and this is pretty much their their um homage. their ode or homage uh to to those styles of games. Um basically you start as a cult leader and you have to expand your cult and recruit people into your into your cult. Um yeah. and, and do missions get money, that kind make of stuff. it bigger and you build the, the structures and all kind yep. of very prison architecture, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's, there are kind of missions that you can do in it. So, like, you have to go and recruit a celebrity or um, talk to a um, a reporter uh, or uh, recruit a reporter um, so you get good press about your cult um, and those <laughs> kinds of things. So, yeah, that's what I mean, every, it's every cult need good needs good PR. Good PR, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean. It, the way it, the what I played is still very much in alpha, um, but yeah, it's just it's very tongue in cheek. It's it's a really good game. Um, the or it has the the opportunity to be a really great game to be up there with the likes of um, Prison Architect and Rimworld. Um, the 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 guys behind it are just superb. They so passionate so happy to chat to pretty much anyone about their game um obviously but yeah um yeah they seemed quite shocked to me so it's like they'd gone and they'd set everything up and and they they almost had this air of they didn't really ever expect anybody to actually like what they'd done and then when you went up and spoke to them about it and sat down and enjoyed it they were kind of like oh (laughs) oh they yeah they like this they were very humble, yeah, yeah, um, and modest about their game. Well, and when we were speaking to them as well, we were saying, you know, is this what you do? Is this your entire job? Are you now game designers? And one of the guys went, "No, I'm a lawyer." <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. He said, "I'm a lawyer," and uh, so if this girl goes wrong, I'm going to have to fall back on that. And that was one of the reasons because we were talking to him about um, how serious is, is this going to get? You know, because what's the end game? What do you do at the end yeah. of the game? What's the win criteria? Um, and is there like a mass suicide? And he said, do you know what? The amount of people that have asked us about mass suicide um, is, is ridiculous because it seems like the natural conclusion to a cult. Everybody kills themselves and then the person who started it runs away yeah. with all their money or something like that. Yeah. And and then you could suddenly see him put his legal hat on <laughs> and he'd go, but I'm not entirely sure that's the direction we need to go in. <laughs> they, were to, <laughs> they were trying to work see. out the way that they could handle it. See, I had a very similar conversation with them, um, separately to you guys, because I think you played it on the Thursday, and I went back yeah. and played it on the Friday or Saturday. Um, and I had a similar conversation with them, and again, I said, like, so what's the end game? Like, with most major actual cults, 
is it going to be mass suicide? And they're like, do you know what? So many people have asked us that, and we genuinely didn't think that that was going to be a popular question. Like, it's not even something that we'd considered. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I think they've gone into it really tongue-in-cheek and hadn't really considered the reality of what happens a lot of the time in these Yeah, things. I reckon that they'll come up with an inventive way of dealing with it, because it's Absolutely. something that people will expect, but they Absolutely. were a really nice bunch of people. Right, look, uh, we've got we've got a bunch of games that we need to talk about. Is there anything you want to we want to say finally about Honey, I Joined a Cult before we move on? No, I'm very much looking forward to, to it coming out, um, at least in alpha. Um, pretty much it. Yeah, I'd like to get my hands on future builds because considering what was there was so early, like re- and they said, look, this is extremely early to the point yeah. where this this build is only here because it actually worked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, we, we've got other builds of this game that are just fully broken, so we we couldn't bring them. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it to what it turns into. Right, we're going to need to move on to another game because we've got tons and tons and tons to move through to. So uh, what have we got? What have we got? L. What was your crew pick of the show? So, I don't like side-scrollers, so it was my natural choice (laughs) to choose a side-scroller as my (laughs) choice uh, of EGX. Um, So, I'm quite hard to please when it comes to side-scrollers, because there are so many popular in the market, and it just... It does my nut in sometimes. Especially pixelated indie side-scrollers. They're everywhere. And you're just like, for fuck's sake, you know, you literally cannot go into Steam without being literally swamped with side-scrollers. But actually, I really like this one. Um, I am drawn to anything that's quite quirky. So if someone does something different um, aesthetically or... Uh, maybe with the controls or something. Just something new, something different. Uh, yep. And Valfaris is this heavy metal uh, monstrosity of a side-scroller. Uh, <laughs> I love the art style. It's, you know, quite Geiger-esque. Um, the music is obviously heavy metal. I was in. I was sold. You've got giant <laughs> robot ju- robot dogs jumping on me you from the You were giggling away while you were playing. It's me and Lee were watching you. Mm. Oh right, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, yeah. I never played this. I didn't play this. It calls I itself a heavy, metal, a heavy metal space saga, which mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just straight away got me. Yeah, what was it? What was it? This one. What was different about it to every other side scroller that's out? Uh, just the way it's presented. Uh, I think it's nice to have something that is so uh, very loud in its choice of uh, presentation <laughs> we are heavy metal all the way through there is yeah. no there is nothing like subtle about this we've just gone for the kind of you know 80s heavy metal kind of theme um yeah, yeah. which i loved uh, my only gripe was that they gave me a uh, xbox controller and i was like can i can i play on the keyboard <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, me, me and Lee speaking to uh, matt cundy the guy from uh, who was there with the game and he was saying that uh, I don't know if it's got keyboard controls. No one's even tried to play it on the keyboard yet. <laughs> You're the first to play little bit confused. <laughs> yeah. And then sure. there was me. <laughs> <laughs> did that work or did you stick with the pad? Uh, so all of the instructions were for if... <laughs> all of yours you... prompts, weren't they? Were yeah, and I'm like, oh, do you know what? This is such a pain in the ass to try and do it on the keyboard. You could do it on the keyboard, but I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> Every single um, screenshot for this game looks like it could be spray painted onto the side of a van 
Yes. yes. Which is just about as heavy metal as you can get, I think. It's it's fantastic. I I loved it. I, I we're, couldn't... On, we're on their Steam page as well, pr- proudly uh, showing off their crew pick of the uh, game of the show. Oh, are we? Oh, are we? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, that's in cool. Their, um, in, the, in, their, in, their, in their news section. In their news section. That's brilliant. I did not know that. Um, I I didn't play this. And I kind of want to play Neither it Neither did I. But I'm, I'm again, I look at side-scrollers, and I did play a couple of side-scrollers, um, and I just, I find it so difficult, because you sit there, and the devs there, and you and you go to, and you play it, and it's like, oh, it's, look, it's a nice side-scroller. But unless it's got something, unless it's got this little magic spark of something, you're just going to, I played one, and I genuinely, I couldn't tell you anything about it. It was a pixelated side-scroller, and it, yeah, this it did is something about a stopping dozen, time, right? I think. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're just everywhere. Unless it's got really something special, then you just forget them, and that's exactly what I did with that one. Um, I want to give this a go as soon as we can get our hands on a build of it and see what I think, but I do like the idea of all of the heavy metal and all the rest of it. Um, anything else you want to say about Valfaris before we move on? Good job. Good job, team. <laughs> well done. Heavy metal. Um, right, look. I... Who are we going to go to now? We need to speak about another game. I'm going to speak about mine. Because you know what, mm-hmm. I'm driving this car, so fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> fuck your all. <laughs> no, don't do that, ever, ever. Oh, no. Never say that again, or anything close to it. <laughs> um, right, so the game that I chose for my crew pick was a game called Catastronauts, which I was really proud of myself, because when I wrote it on the uh, on the little award that we gave out, I, I spelt it correctly, with no prompting. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, they looked at it when I gave it to them and went, you spelt it right, well done. <laughs> this is Catastronauts. Um, and I, I'm not going to try and spell it out now, but just Google it, and I'm sure it'll fix it for you if need be. Basically, <laughs> this is Overcooked meets FTL. It's Overcooked in Space. If you've never played either of those games, then fucking shame on you. But essentially, it's a multiplayer couch gaming experience in which you have two or more people, and I don't see how you could do it with two people. You'd need three or four people to do this. Are on a spaceship that is completely prized of depending on the level that you're in several different sections and you one of them might be a i don't know uh, an engine section one of them might be have a gun in it one of them is something else something else something else depending on the level um and the idea is you're being shot up by another spaceship and it's hitting you so fires are starting and things are getting damaged and you've got guns and you've got to fire them back and then depending on the level there's all these other little mechanics that are going on at the same time and all of you have somehow got to try and coordinate yourselves to deal <laughs> with this entire situation, <laughs> right? That's not entirely what happened, if I'm being honest. Uh, it mostly was uncoordinated and messy, but it was absolutely freaking hilarious while we were playing it. Um, and it, it's good. They've done a really nice job of making it so that everybody has to interact in some way or another. So one of the guns, for example, has got two buttons on it. And one's at the top and one's at the bottom. But you can't get to both buttons without running around the entire ship. So two people, one's got to start at the top and one person's got to start at the bottom. And you've got to alternate alternate pushing this button. Um, The main reason for this is because there's a fucking fence in the way. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about this at the time. And we actually said to them, why is there a fence on a spaceship? That's just a silly design choice. Um, And it was something that had been put there to make it so that the level wasn't too easy. But apart, that was only one of the levels. Apart from that, there was a bunch of other stuff. If it's only two of you, would you get AI or would you just go with two? Just go do you know? I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. No. I think yeah, I think it only goes with two. I'm so you you the, do um, need multiple people. I'm looking at Steam page, and uh, there are a few negative reviews, and the main problem 
and this actually touches on my experience with the game on the day is that with two players it's practically impossible to get past um, some of the level <laughs> yeah um, so when I played I played with I think uh, it was, it was uh, both Drew. the kids oh no it yeah. was Drew and um, Emily played <coughs> yeah Drew, yeah. Emily and one other yeah. person I can't remember who it was it might have been Ross and we, it was a bit of a struggle it wasn't actually much fun because we just weren't getting any yeah and I think that um, they need to look at maybe AI or balancing the levels a little to cater for less players because that looks could be a bit of a problem for them, yeah and know. everybody had to be on the ball like you couldn't yeah. have and in a lot of these games if you've got one person that's just kind of dicking about you can usually get away with it but in this it was quite fine it was very close to the wire and if you had one person cocking around you couldn't really get away with it um but there were some brilliant there's just they've designed the levels in this way that creates giggles and the the, the one that i'm going to go for here is the there was a level in which um every now and again there's a solar flare <laughs> and the solar flare happens right and you have to get to this safe room which is basically a wardrobe with a button in it and it's at the center of the ship so depending on where on the ship you are you've got to run around this is like it's, a top down if i didn't it's the last before. image on the steam page right okay. <laughs> the one that you're so this you get an alert to tell you that this solar flare is about to happen and you've got like five seconds to every single one of you leg it into this safe cupboard and then one person in there has got to push a button that shuts the door. Okay? Now, <laughs> predictably, that isn't exactly what happened. <laughs> and I think one of the first time this happened, we all shit ourselves and ran in. Lewis wasn't 100% sure what exactly was going on and didn't make it in time. But as he was running towards the door, in a very last second platoon fall to his knees slightly, <laughs> somebody, and I'm, I still don't actually know who it was, just It went, was you! I don't think it was me. <laughs> it was I you. It I could was. see I you by the <laughs> by the button. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of went, like literally Whoop. saw his nose coming at the door and went, flick, <laughs> and the door shut, and then the solar flare goes off and he gets burnt to a crisp. So that's one instance. Then the, another instance was at one point we all ran in to the safe room, but Elle, who had panicked on her way there, had managed to catch fire. Because <laughs> yep. she'd run through a fire and ran into the safe room, which is a wardrobe, and, set, <laughs> and then shut the door. <laughs> so we were in like a sealed compartment full of fire. Um, <laughs> I got my revenge, though. Yeah, and then the, th- the last one was the final solar flare went off, and literally all of us went to run towards it to find that Lewis had basically been captured. <gasps> I was in there. For with I don't Lewis. know how long. And then. <laughs> <laughs> just waited until we were all coming up on it and flicked the switch and we all burnt to a crisp. It was good <laughs> fun. It was really enjoyable. Our experience of it, I think probably because we didn't have one of the kids playing or people that were maybe less experienced playing, was was really good. I really enjoyed it. But the variance of the levels is going to be what makes it entertaining. It's the same thing with Overcooked. And it, it could get quite boring quite quickly if you're not careful. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. If they get the balance right, if they get the difficulty level right, if they get the amount of levels and the variance right, I think it could be a really entertaining game. Well, that's the first one um, that we've spoken about that's actually just been released. Literally just... Oh, yeah, I remember at the time they were saying that it was coming out yeah, the following Friday. Yeah, yeah. 28th of September it came out. So that was my crew choice. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, right, we need to move on to somebody else. Uh, Ross, Hello. would you like to speak about your crew pick? Yeah, I picked Bleed 2, which is a, a Digerati game as well, though they, they, they handled the PR for it. Yep. It was really fun. I played Bleed 1 to death. Um, 
it's a, a side-scrolling shoot-em-up in the vein of like Contra or um, Metal Slug, that type, like constantly things going on on the screen. They've added more to this than in the previous game. They've added you can, the ability to slow down time um, when you're facing the big bosses so you can uh, fire their weapons back at them to help you defeat them. It's really, really fun. I think I've made L play as well, or maybe Lee. One of yeah, you. Mate, yeah, I loved it. It's fantastic. It, I would have chosen this. It's another one I didn't play. This looks <laughs> nuts. This looks another absolutely that... nuts, this video. It's, this game, game is acceptable. Fantastic. Yeah, it's so easy. It's like two-button control, basically. All yeah. your firing is on your right trigger, or your right analog stick, and your slowdown time is on your left, and you move with your left analog stick. It's so easy to play. They're just so much fun as well. Hmm. Good grief. I'm definitely going to have to play this. gameplay it's mechanics in it with a different coloured um, ammo coming out of the uh, uh, bosses and things like that. It's just, mm. It worked so well. It's so easy to pick up. Yes. It's also challenging. And looks yeah, really it... visually impressive when you get it right, I bet. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, if you slow down time, you're hitting back through pink things, but dodging the, the yellow things, and you're, oh, wow. you're making them fire back at the, the boss. It's so good. I, I love shoot ups and there's been a, a dearth of them in on modern consoles, and this is kind of a, again, to use that word, homage to games of the past. See, yeah. this, again, right, this is the reason I love EGX, this kind of thing. I would never... I my I, I am very biased towards these kind of games. If I see a pixelated side-scrolling shoot-em-up, yeah. on um, Steam or basically anywhere, my instant reaction is no. I'm not going to bother. That being said, I really like Super Meat Boy. Yes. But I wouldn't have played that mm-hmm. if somebody hadn't recommended it to me or if I hadn't seen it being played somewhere. This kind of thing looks absolutely brilliant. But if I hadn't have been shown it, would have ever played it. Local yeah. co-op as well on this one. Yes, there is. It's, it's been out for a year. I mean, mm. to, to bring it to the show just to show what they've got is, is great. It's a game that's been out for a year and still is that, that playable and going to open it up to a whole new audience of people as well. This yeah. is like a beer and a half price as well. Six ninety nine. Yeah, six ninety nine. Yeah, that's, that's a bugger all really. Yeah. Mm. Right then, Are you, anything else that you want to say about Bleed Two before we ship on? Uh, no, I've got another game I want to talk about, but no, Bleed Two just go and buy it. It's cheap. You can get one and two for like ten quid. So, bargain. There you go. Right. The last crew choice, if we're not counting the mini ones, <laughs> the last crew choice of the show was Lee's. Who did you pick? I picked Hyper Brawl Tournament uh, by Milky Tea Limited. Which is just such a brilliant name for a company. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also a brilliant game. And their premise is, uh, this is uh, this is Speedball 2, which is a game uh, which I always cherish and love forever. Uh, and Rocket League, that sort of tournament um, versus uh, tournament type game. Yeah. I said tournament twice because it's a lot of tournament. It's, it's very tournament. tournament. <laughs> <laughs> it's, heavy, uh, heavy on the tournament gameplay. This uh, <laughs> this was my favourite moment of the show, and that was, uh, went a long way f- uh, towards me cho- choosing this game. It's it's a great game. I, I might I probably if um, Ross hadn't uh, chosen Bleed Two, I probably if I'm honest would have chosen that myself. Oh, nice. Um, but this um, just for the moment where. Four of us sat down to play this together, and uh, Lewis and Ross teamed up against myself and L. And uh, no, I thought I was backing the winning horse. You did, didn't you? You, I could see you just like, I'll be with Ross. We were doing fine to begin with, and then L just kind of turned it on. Well, the the problem at the beginning was that I thought that you know L, being somebody that uh, professes not to play sports ball games, was going to struggle. 
Um, and, I don't play uh, sports in, ball games. Uh, in my naivety, I thought that we uh, it would fall on me to actually uh, to do the work, the heavy lifting here. No. <laughs> um, it, after uh, we lost the first match, I said, "Right, I'm going in goal. Have at it." <laughs> And, I uh, discovered yeah. that there was a list of instructions on a laminated card in front of me. Right in front of you. And then, yeah, and then she just went to town on them. This was brilliant, um, right? So when you guys started playing, I wasn't there. Um, I think me and Drew were off uh, doing something else. And we turned up on like the third or fourth game, third or fourth round that you guys were having. And one of the developers looked at my, my shirt, my Ready Player 2 shirt, and went... Do you know her? <laughs> and I was like, I thought, I thought he was going to ask her for a coffee or something. And he was just like, <laughs> she's destroying them. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what? Um, yeah, it was. It's one of those moments, isn't it? One of those moments of the show that was just really oh. entertaining. The guys that were putting the game together, these milky tea guys, they were really nice to talk to. They were a, a great bunch of people. Now yeah. we haven't really fully explained what this game is, although you did say it's speedball. But for those of you that aren't forty. Um, this is kind of a <laughs> almost a almost top down, slightly side on, um, four player. So you you could say it was diagonal on, diagonal on. I'll give you <laughs> isometric if you like. That's fine, fine, whatever. It's topish down, right? Topish down. <laughs> topish down. Sports ball game in which there is a ball. There are two people on each team. You have to throw the ball into the other team's goal, but you can also punch and kick, and you've got a special weapon that you get to pick at the beginning of the game, which consists of either like a massive hammer or a jetpack or a magnet gun and or the, various other things. The stage changes as well. The, the you know the floor goes and the things pop up and get in the yeah. way, and it's it's chaos. Think of it almost like violent basketball meets Rocket League, and you're yeah. almost there. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. And it was just, it was very entertaining and it was quite polished as well. Also, mm. the guys have made it, we had all these people around with uh, what essentially was pretty much 24-inch monitors. So basically everybody oh, yeah, at the so stand, huge. as we called it, had like 24-inch monitors for their games and people were sitting down, even if it was a two-player, and there was two stools in front of this 24-inch monitor and everybody was playing it. And these guys had like an 85-inch screen <laughs> that they plopped down on impressive. the desk. Kit, that was, <laughs> and and it just drew you to it. It drew you to the thing, and it was brilliant to play. That's the thing um, with this, because on a lot of um, uh, ball games uh, these days, like FIFA and whatever, um, the the camera moves up and down the pitch. But this one encapsulates the whole pitch at, all at once. And yep. and I think if they'd have shown that on a small screen, it wouldn't have had quite the same effect. But with it being on that huge screen, you could see the whole pitch. Yeah, see everything was going on. Glance. It was, the, it was these kind of games that move the screen around depending on where people are uh, kind of annoy me. Because if one person legs it off into the corner, then the yeah. whole screen pans out all of a sudden and you can't really see what's going on. I like to have a kind of fixed viewpoint so I know exactly where it, where everything is. Um, right, look, that was Hyper Brawl. Hyper Brawl Tournament? Yeah. Tournament Tournament. You can sign up for the uh, Hyper Brawl Tournament later yeah. now, I think. Yeah, I yeah. signed up for the beta. Same here. About nine times because my Capacha uh, thing kept crashing. So I got about oh, right. 19 <laughs> emails after saying you Your Gaspacho kept crashing? Yes. What was... What? <laughs> Wait, what? Bad soup. You know to confirm you're not a robot thing. Capture. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, that oh, yeah. Capture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was soup. Yeah, um, I thought right. you said cold tomato <laughs> soup. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, that was hyperball. Right, that is essentially all of our crew picks. 
um, that we all chose as our kind of pick of the show. There were so many things there, and actually we didn't play everything at the show, so there were probably these amazing little gems tucked away somewhere that we didn't actually get to play, or maybe we glossed over because they were a side-scrolling pixel-based game, um, but actually they were amazing. If there are other things that you guys saw, um, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, preferably Twitter, I've got to be perfectly honest, um, and tell us what you saw that you thought was absolutely amazing. But we had a bunch of other awards as well that were a little bit more targeted. Before we get onto that quickly, um, on the Sunday when we took my kids, um, Emily and Eli, we gave them an award each and said, right, these are the mini player two awards. You get to give these to, to, to the, your picks of the show, the people that you really liked. And they absolutely did not pick the games that I was expecting them to pick. (laughs) I thought that they would be going for like Nintendo because we played uh, a bunch of Nintendo games with them. We played Nintendo Labo stuff with them and Mario Party. Um, a bunch of the bigger titles as well. They went in VR on several occasions. And then we went to, um, what was the name of the company? And I can never remember the name of this company, but the guys that were there were so nice. Um, Coat Sync. We went yeah. to Coat Sync, um, and there was a game there that I cannot remember. I can never remember the name of this. The two-headed dog game. Fog Fogs. Oh, yeah. Fogs. Um, we played. It was just there, and I've got to be perfectly honest. While the kids were waiting to go on the Oculus Go VR game that yeah. Coat Sync had there, I said to stop them from just like randomly making noise. <laughs> I said, "Let's come over here and play this game here." Nice. Um, and it was called Fogs, and essentially, this game was: you are a sausage dog <laughs> that has a head on both ends, right? So I'm not th- digestively. I'm not sure how that works, but there's a head on there's a head on both ends of this dog, and you you can play it solo or you can play it with two of you. And the way they were playing it was with a single pad. And one of them had the left analog stick, and one of them had the right analog stick, and the trigger on the back of each of respective analog sticks. And um, so one of them was the red dog head, and one of them was the blue dog head, and basically you moved around and pulled the trigger to bite. And the whole thing was uh, was puzzles, and you had to move yourself around or pick up a ball and somehow maneuver it into the sausage doggy part of your body and then move it along or you had to grab onto objects and move yourself across an obstacle course or there was a, was a fan trying to blow well, you it? yeah it was very physics and all this kind of very puzzly um and then when it came to the point where the the oculus goes were free i said okay great let's let's go have a go and they were like, they were like no we're all right <laughs> I want to stay here. We want to stay on this. They absolutely loved it. It was so accessible and so easy. The the art style and everything was really um it was just Nintendo esque, I think is probably the best way that I could put yeah. it. It was very bold and kind of pastel colours and it was really nice. They loved it. And at the end of the show, Eli gave that his mini player two award because he thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, but the coaching, they had a lot they had a really good showing this year. They had mm. a whole bunch of stuff there. Um and loads of it was really good. Um, then the second Mini Player 2 award went randomly to one of the Transfuser games. So if people haven't been to EGX and you don't know what the Transfuser section is, very briefly there is a, a competition on in which people who have had, I think, six months to make a game get to turn up. There's about 20 of them. They all get put into their own little section in the Transfuser section, and you play all of the games or as many as you can, and then you get to vote on the game that you thought was the best in the Transfuser section. And at the end of the EGX <coughs> weekend... Transfuser takes those votes and uses uses them to wait a decision on which one of these companies gets given £25,000 to help make their game. So for these guys, it's a really big deal. But it means that the majority of the games there are very unfinished and also very experimental. There was one game there that was using lemons as controllers. That was brilliant. 
It was really was random, play, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was, it was really game, odd. It? Yeah, um, but the, it was the game next to that that she gave her mini player two award to, which was and again I can't remember the name of it. it was game with an A, didn't Aurora. It? Uh, Aurora, Aurora, that was oh, it. Yeah. Which was so I thought I, I genuinely and I'm terrible at this again judging a book by its cover or a game by its graphics but I looked at Aurora and I thought it's a colouring in game yes, it is basically. a colouring in game yeah you you put objects in a little 3D world on an Android tablet and you colour them in yeah. and I didn't really look any further than that but as it turns out there's this little cat um, and it asks you to build things for its friends, and it says, "I want to have a tea party or whatever. Can you can you make me a, a rainbow tea party?" And you have to put all the objects in the world and then colour them in. And Emily was sat at this thing. Kind of sounds like at least half an hour she was there. Absolutely yeah. ages. She absolutely loved it. And when we asked her which game that she wanted to give her mini player two award to, she just immediately said Aurora straight away. Yeah. No, just, there wasn't any question about it. And these guys genuinely seem to be really pleased that uh, that they've been picked <clears throat> for this. But she really loved it. She had a whale of a time, and she's since drawn them fan art <laughs> with the little oh. cat. Yeah, with the little cat that they, the, the mascot or the the main character of the game, she's done fan art and we've I've tweeted it to them. So I thought that was really really nice. But Aurora, I have an Emily, picture of me up on my wall here. <laughs> I have a really? picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she does like drawing. I put it on, on my, my fridge. I'm I'm sorry about that, guys. God, the amount of art that I throw away every year is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, right, look, that's all of the personal awards. I've had to jump through the kids' ones very quickly. But if you want to check out any of the games that we've just spoken about, they are going to be in the show notes. Please, please put them in the show notes, whoever's doing the show notes. Um, <coughs> now. <laughs> now. So that'll be me, then. That'll yeah. probably be you. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely... Rich, by the way, on um, Studio 6 Games, their website, there's a big post about EGX. There is, like, a whole lot paragraph about Emily and her drawings after the, con- uh, the is show. Is there really? Yeah, no the picture way. of the award with her and everything, yeah. No oh. way. Okay, I'm going to have to find that because that's gonna, she will love that if yeah. they put that up on the website. She will absolutely love that. Um, right, look, do we want to take a very, very brief break and then we can get into <coughs> the, more, the, the targeted awards that we gave, like the indie show, the uh, indie game of the show, and the left field game of the show, and mm-hmm. the other games of the show that I can't remember which awards we gave out now. Um, so it gives me time to prepare which games we're actually speaking about, and also if people go to the toilet. Does that sound like a good idea? Yes. Yep. Okay, brilliant. Right, we're going to take a very quick break, in which whoever is editing the podcast is going to insert something funny and or retro. Go! <laughs> what even was that? I don't know, really. (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365 day returns. Right, we're back. Hope you had a great time listening to 20 minutes worth of retro tunes or whatever the hell, whoever edited it, put into this. Um, right, there's a load of other stuff that we're going to talk about. There's other games that we gave awards to, but before we get to them, we have a tendency as a podcast, we gravitate towards indie games, and that's the kind of thing that we're into. We love discovering new things, but there are a load of great big ticket items that were at EGX that we haven't spoken about. We didn't give them awards because they wouldn't have given the crap about us. <laughs> they nice. couldn't, have given, couldn't have given any any kind of monkeys. But before we go back into the last few awards that we gave out, I just wanted to make a couple of mentions to a few games. One of them was um, The Division 2. Um, the Ubisoft guys that were there this year, I thought, were brilliant. Mm-hmm. Although, weirdly, mm-hmm. not universally... <laughs> Because the um, the Division Two uh, stand was great, and the guys seemed to be really into it, and there was a really big queue, and they were there all day. You saw the same people there all day. Uh, I presume all day they must and have been, all weekend. Yeah, mm. and all weekend. And I presume they must have been, you know, shifting out so that other people, so they got a break and other people took over. But every time we went there, and we played this game like five times, um, <laughs> we we saw the same people, and they were like, "Oh, you're oh, back again, then." That was a lot of queuing um, we did for that, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, all the, all the killed after that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, I think at one yeah. point we had to queue for a whole five minutes. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. <laughs> but they were really nice. Um, and they were very accommodating. We went in and played the game a bunch of times because there was quite a lot of us at one point. I think that one of the days there was, what, eight of us there or something? Mm-hmm. Um, with all the ads that we took. And uh, we went in and we played the Division. Now, Division 1. I know it got slated when it first came out. And we avoided it because of that when it very first came out. But around about, I think it was patch 1.4 or something like that, um, we got into it. Me and Lee got into it. And I think we tried to play at one point with Lewis, but every device you had it on just exploded, I think. Mm. Um, and, My laptop uh, caught fire and then... Yeah, it was all bad. Um, all but we ended up loving Division 1. So when I saw the E3 footage of Division 2... My immediate reaction is, the game's never going to look like that. <laughs> this is Ubisoft. Yeah? They, they, they bullshot all over the place. They are notorious for putting out E3 footage a la Watch Dogs or Rainbow Six Siege or any number of other games that they put to out. To be fair, Rainbow so, Six Siege still looks pretty good. It mm. does look pretty good, but the, 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 the footage that they put out at E3 is nothing like the actual game ended up being. Um, and then they have this tendency to put kind of uh, actors in who are playing the game and doing all this Roger Charlie, Roger Charlie bollocks and making it sound like they're pros playing the game. So I took all of that with a pinch of salt. So when we went to actually go play it, I thought, right, now I'm expecting this to not actually be anything like the game that we saw at E3. Yeah. Um, it was exactly the game that we saw at E3. It was, it was absolutely it was stunning. Playing it looked it was amazing. so good. It felt brilliant. And this was running on Xbox One X's. Mm-hmm. So it was like an Xbox One X enhanced game. Um, and it was a snippet of the game, which was basically the exact same mission that they played and showed at E3. 
and um, in you go and you and you have got an objective you've got to take over this area now they made a great choice now when we played the division one for the very first time at EGX back in what 2014 2015 I can't 15. remember which one it was it was mm-hmm. 15 um, they made a mistake in my opinion where the beginning part of the demo that we were playing was PVE mm. so it was us four people all shooting NPCs and we all got quite tactical and coordinated about it and we were calling targets and all the rest of it and it felt really nice and then without really much warning we ended up in what we now know to be the dark zone <laughs> against every other team of four people that were currently playing the demo at that time we didn't know that this was going to happen before we went into it and we went into it and the experience completely changed and all of a sudden you're just being ganked left right and center by people who didn't need to gank you because they had a choice you could either work together and extract and get all of the loot or you could just kill everybody else and try and steal all their stuff and obviously nobody's invested in their character and that's what they did yeah but ultimately people are are inherently awful (laughs) so yeah common exception who killed me yeah yeah um and i I came away from from the division one with a bit of a bad taste in my mouth thinking i don't want to i i felt like okay i'm going to be forced to pvp in this game and i don't want to it did put us off getting it for a long time didn't it yeah it did um as it turned out you don't have to pvp in the division one at all if you don't want to um, and it's a much better game for it, in my opinion. But if you enjoy that kind of content, then you can do it. But the demo really put me off. In contrast, Division 2, the demo that we played there at EGX this year, was all PvE. There was no PvP content in it whatsoever. And it felt so good. It felt like we were all playing as a team. Everybody picked had like an archetype. So there was a sniper and an assault person and a somebody else and a somebody else. Um, and you all had a role to play, and we had to assault this kind of base that had been taken over by enemies, and then work together to kill them, and big bad guys turned up, and medium-sized bad guys turned up, and I really enjoyed it. And it looked so stunning, like all of the graphics looked exactly like the demo at E3 did, I thought yeah, it was amazing. amazing. The biggest compliment I could give this game is that um, I was able to play it successfully, and, and felt like I was doing really well as well, with a pad. Uh, and I <laughs> Yeah! I'm not a pad player. I, I'm allergic to playing first-person shooters with a pad. I can't aim. I just yeah. I, I end up looking at the sky, looking at the ground, looking at the sky, looking at the ground, um, and running around just you know getting frustrated. And quite a lot of VGX 2015 was spent doing that, uh, <laughs> and last year as well. Um, and uh, and it kind of concerned me enough that I actually spent some time practicing. Um, not a lot of time, but uh, practicing with the pad at home before we went to EGX this year. But I, didn't, I needn't worried. Um, it was fantastic uh, being. A, I could snap off uh, headshots with a sniper rifle in the Division Two, and it was fa- it was just it felt so good. By contrast, we went to another game that we might sp- uh, speak about soon, uh, Metro Exodus, and I struggled uh, with the pad. the pad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they've got it right. They've got it. The controls felt brilliant. Yeah, I I love this. I genuinely this has sold me. I kind of I I am terrible. I do not want to buy any Ubisoft game at release, <laughs> just because they've just got about. I love Ubisoft games. Don't get me wrong, but they've got such a bad reputation for release day bugs and problems. And they've just yeah. released Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, which is actually getting some pretty there? good reviews, despite it mm. looking like 
uh, dog shit at the um, oh, God. Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> so, well, this is well. Let, let's just quickly let's wrap on the division ever so quickly, and then we'll move over to that. So, um, look, I came away from the division thinking two things. Firstly, the guys that were running the show, the stand for division, were absolutely excellent and yeah. almost on their own endeared me towards the game mm-hmm. really, really well. Um, and then the game was excellent absolutely excellent and yeah all right it could change and yes all right they might decide okay we need to downplay the graphics a lot more because the you know older generation xbox ones or xbox one s is just not going to be able to handle it but hopefully that's variable like they'll reduce the the amount of clutter on the consoles that can't handle it and leave the ones that can handle it with this amazing level of detail that they've already got Uh, but i came away with uh, from it thinking i gotta get this i absolutely have to get this game (laughs) screw the xbox players we're playing on pc (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it won't be a problem. I have to play it on a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> right, so then, right next to that, on another Ubisoft stand, was Assassin's Creed Origins. Now, this was almost a completely bipolar showing, <sighs> because to start with, to start with, I it was not immediately obvious where you were supposed to queue for this game, mm. to the point where almost everybody who was walking up to the queue was saying to the incredibly disinterested person stood at the front of the stand... Where am I supposed to queue? And when I went up and said that, she just made this really flamboyant, dismissive gesture <laughs> to like the other end of the of the stand. And I was like, "Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's not really very helpful." As if Maybe it was really obvious. Hasn't. Yeah, if it was really obvious, then I would have gone that way. But she did that to a bunch of people, and there's a few people that got put off. I saw them all just going, "Do you know what? I'm not even going to bother. I'm not going to queue." Actually, yeah. I'm. I kind of wish I hadn't have bothered. I've got to be honest, because I this really demo. Wish I hadn't. This demo was essentially, it dropped you in, presumably into the middle of the game. You got to pick whether you were the male or the female character. I picked the female character. um, And then you kind of get put into an area, like a market area. And then you can either run off and just explore and do some stuff. Or you can talk to an NPC that puts you into this gigantic battle. This just massive battle. I've never seen the likes of it in Assassin's Creed before. Where there there must have been a thousand NPCs on this beach all having a having a massive fight and that seems like a great idea yeah it seems like a really cool addition a different thing to assassin's creed it caught that they haven't when, done before. when we were in the queue we we were you know chatting away and then this was happening on the screens um you know three or four people deep away from us and it, i was actually craning my neck and thinking wow look at, look yeah. at that that's actually quite impressive I'm i'm looking forward to playing this yeah, and if you take all of the mechanics that we love from previous Assassin's Creed games, which is the counter-attacking mm. and the the kind of the twitch mechanisms that allow you to take on multiple enemies at once, all that stuff you look we at love. that. Yeah, all that stuff we love. You look at that that mechanism, and you think this is going to be really good fun. And then when you sit down on it, you realise that all of those great mechanisms that you love from previous Assassin's Creed games are completely gone. <laughs> They've removed them all. They don't exist. Me and Lewis joined the queue where... for this, and we stood there for about fifteen minutes, if that. And we just thought, nah, fuck this, this is rubbish. Just left I think you made the right choice. I think you made the right choice. And it might <laughs> yeah. have just been the code that they had. I think we went to get a pasty instead. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. honestly, the, the level of enjoyment you got out of that pasty, I think, probably would have been higher than the amount I got out of Assassin's Creed. I went in, I carried... Now, the, the other guys tried this battle maybe a couple of times and then just went, fuck this noise, and went off and did other stuff and did some exploring. Yeah. I continuously kept trying to do the battle because I kept thinking there is something that I'm missing here because I just keep dying. And I'm looking for the like dodge or counter button 
trying to work out what's going on. Now, there's no laminated sheet with the controls on it. Pushing pause and going to the options menu takes you to the code options menu where there is no indication whatsoever what the controls are. And eventually, I called over the incredibly disinterested bitch that gestured to me earlier on <laughs> and said, Meow. How do I counterattack? And she said, Oh, there is no counterattack. And I went, Okay. So I then proceeded to push every single button on the pad until I figured out what counterattack was. <laughs> it turned oh, out no. There is one, but it doesn't work in any way like the previous Assassin's Creed games. It's more of a block that if you push it at the right time, you dodge the incoming attack. But I couldn't work out a way of locking myself onto the person I was attacking. I couldn't yeah, there was no lock to... on. There was no flow. There was absolutely no flow to the combat at all. You just it felt dived really around and, and waited for an opportunity. On top of that, considering it was running on an Xbox One X, it kept lagging. It looked because it was, so it was so shit many. code. Oh, yeah. it was so bad for a so game bad. that you know if was you, so close to release as well. If you compare that with how Spider-Man ran, I know that's yeah. already out and it's, it's yeah. a complete game, but that combat was superb. And yeah, but they shouldn't have been. Oh, move. but the swinging yeah. around was great. Oh, that's that amazing. was really good. Yeah. Yeah. You could spend hours doing so, that. Yeah. yeah. Assassin's Assassin's Creed. <laughs> nope just note for me for a bunch of different reasons and it might be great but considering the game was literally about to come out a week later yeah. no. to have a code that's that shonky yeah to have a code that was that shonky if that isn't reflective of the final game that it shouldn't have been there and Absolutely. but weirdly though we say that there were other games that should have been there that weren't forza horizon 4 has just come out this week, a couple of weeks after EGX, completely absent from Oh, EGX. no, actually, I have to correct you there, because uh, myself and Lewis sat down and played the Forza Horizon 4 demo on the Shadow stand. Ah, uh, on Shadow. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, the game itself wasn't there. Well, no, it wasn't there, no, Studio, it wasn't there officially. Yeah. No, no. Very conspicuous um, by its absence. And Red Dead. There was no, no Red Dead 2? Yeah, why, why yeah. not that? Well, they never so this, though. Rockstar never comes to these things. No. No, no, they didn't do a GTA. They're a, they've they already got their audience. They don't need to get new. Yeah, game. they don't need to big, big themselves up, do they? Give a monkeys about us. No. Um, <laughs> so Spider Man, let's loop quickly to Spider Man. We don't need to talk about it too hey, long. You, uh, but... you missed another big one. Uh, FIFA oh, okay. nineteen wasn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Shit. I think that might be FIFA eighteen. <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah, no, you're right. It was. Oh, okay. It might, yeah, it was. There was a bunch of stuff on the Switch actually. Um, but EA yeah, yeah, in general was fucking ages. Yeah, Fortnite. Spider-Man, I know the game's already out, I played it there, I don't have a PS4, and I've never had um, any real massive interest in getting a PS4. I played Spider-Man, mm, I could get a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, it was good. I yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Really? A, a console lot. seller? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll there wait for it to come out on There are some other good games platform. on there. The, the, the thing, right, so just... Have you still got your Vita, Rich? I don't, know. Oh. No, mind, no. no, I sold it. I sold it. Um, the Yeah, so Spider-Man, I know it's out, so there's no point talking about it too much. Loads of people have already had their hands on it. I My game buggered up. I'm not 100% sure what happened, but I never actually managed to get to the boss fight. <laughs> so I went to the location where the boss fight was, and it wouldn't let me in. Just nothing happened. Not sure it's the game. Uh, I, I yeah, thought you said me. that you couldn't find everybody. the boss fight, and then we no, told I, you. I, didn't, I yeah. thought at the time that I couldn't find the boss fight, but it no, turns out that I did find the boss fight, which was like the town hall place with all the cops outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. I did find it, but I didn't, didn't let me in. There was no trigger. There was, no, there was nothing there no to actually scene. get me into it. No, nothing, nothing going on. So I ran around a bit and instead did a load of the side missions, and I found it. I really, really liked it. It was very much the, the Batman Arkham games combat, amped up to Spider-Man 12, 
yeah. with all of his cool abilities and it felt really nice and easy to get into but extremely satisfying with everything that was going on yeah really once you got into it. a flow of combat with the dodging and the countering and the reverse and all that sort of stuff it, it was yeah. so, so slick yeah really satisfying to and play. not walk over and easy as well it no was, um, it was no it wasn't in level. fact out of all of us I think Elle was the only person to actually beat the boss yeah she did Elle, I want to take sports I want... ball and spider yeah I want... I'm claiming All a moral S's. victory on that one. No, there are no moral. There are no moral victories to Spider-Man no. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you either win or you don't. Right. So, last last bigish game. Unless somebody wants to throw another one in, last bigish game of EGX that I think all of us played was Metro Exodus. Yes. Right. <laughs> There's going to be a couple of mares here. Firstly. I did not know that a game could look this good on an Xbox. Well, that's the one X. On an Xbox One X. I on, know it was a One X. On yeah. nearly 500 quid's worth of console. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. But, God, if you'd have told me that that, that, that game well, was running hang, on a high-end PC, I would have you. On nearly 500 quid, quid's worth of console and probably another five to a thousand pounds worth of, of TV. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They had very good screens. Um... But no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. The game got itself in a little bit of a tiz. I mean, it's quite it's obvious that the game's designed to be quite stealthy. Yeah. And when you play like I play, um, which... <laughs> the complete opposite of stealth. Yeah, spo- spoiler alert, not particularly stealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, the game didn't really seem to handle it all that well. So the NPCs always... They wanted to kind of hide themselves secrete themselves in a building around corners and when i just blasted in at 500 miles per hour with a shotgun (laughs) they didn't react quick enough to do anything about me so i just ranged around the entire place nailing everybody but one really nice touch that i didn't really expect is i'm in there and i'm just blasting up this entire place that i was supposed to be taking out very silently and about halfway through taking out the town a bunch of the npcs just went nope fuck this (laughs) can't beat him and they all put their arms up dropped their weapons and walked out into the open and said I surrender that's nice and I was like what the hell at, at which point uh, it, oh Lewis has just said we have already covered this I forgot I'd spoken about this in one of the uh, carpool podcasts the car, but yeah. yeah yeah. and then I interjected and, and then Lewis interjected murked someone right in the mouth with a fucking blade yeah <laughs> yep which was excellent he, he <laughs> leant over and pushed a button on my pad which resulted in me stab it shiving somebody in the gob end um look <laughs> does anybody have anything they want to talk about about Metro, or is there any other more AAA games that we didn't give awards to that anybody else wants to mention before we move on to the final awards that we gave out? Mario, Mario Party, yeah. yeah. Mario Party. It's Mario so nobody Party, wants to say anything. It's fucking fun. Yeah, I was, mm. and what I'll say say this about it: I didn't realise the Switch was capable of graphics like that. Yeah, yeah. With four people on the screen all at one time, yeah. it looked really good, really good. I've I've left the EJX wanting a Switch. Mm. I think we me all too. kind of did a little bit. Yeah, this is the first yeah, time that's happened. The, the showing from Nintendo this year was really good. The queue management was excellent. They got everybody amped sure up. That there's some audio of uh, most of us saying pre EGX uh, on a recent podcast that uh, no, I'm not interested in the Switch. Uh, yeah, and uh, and I and I said that uh, after t- uh, last year when you and I went. We both wanted a switch while we were there, and then you got home and was like, mm, "That's a lot of money." And yeah. I was like, oh, "I haven't really got the money to spend on that either." Uh, <laughs> do we still feel the same way? 
I think Mario Party is a little bit of a game changer. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mario How- Party was always a reason to have a Switch for me. However, it, it is again. Right. It is a 350 quid console. Oof. To be able to, you then have to put another 45 to 50 pounds on top of that yep. for the game the controller, and then another oh, yeah. six, uh, between 70 quid, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, between 60 and 80 pounds for two more Joy Cons. Yeah, this is the same process I went through every. We're nil. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah. we're now nearly talking about 500 quid's worth of console. Yeah, God damn it, Nintendo! <laughs> but I want to yeah, play it does the feel like an awful game. Lot of money. Uh, but at the same at the same time, if you look at what you're getting out of that, you're getting a couch gaming device that it, that has got all the entertainment value that we used to enjoy out of couch gaming, console gaming when we were younger, um, as well as yeah. An but you're having high to pay you're having to pay device. quite a big premium. Yeah, for you're that. paying you're paying the premium, but then still still cheaper than the Xbox One X, and people are dropping cash on that like it's going out of fashion. So and it's portable. And it is portable, and the graphics are very, very impressive. It is, it is difficult. If it came down in price to a bit of a more sensible price, and it, do you know what the Joy-Con controller thing? It is like sixty, sixty-five pounds or something for a full Joy-Con controller set to get the second, second two Joy-Con controllers. But it's fifty pounds for an Xbox One controller, hmm. which I, isn't I, a million miles away. Yeah, but an X going to be an Xbox One controller is a hundred times more comfortable than a single Joy-Con. Yeah, than those tiny little Joy-Con things. Yeah. I wonder who's going to be the first one of the crew to actually pull the trigger. <laughs> I think it has to be Ross. Shovel, shovel-sized <laughs> hands like me and Ross, they're going to be really uncomfortable. I don't know. Mm. I think I might pull the trigger yeah, first because say, I'm <clears throat> terrible at purchasing things that I want. <laughs> what, like the, Murloc the... onesies? Look, I, it was there oh, and I word. needed it. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> the other thing, and they didn't have these playable, which I thought was a fairly sensible idea by Nintendo, but there was also uh, posters up showing that Doom and Diablo 3 and they were Bayonetta... Were they yeah. I didn't see them being playable. Yeah, yeah there was a stand. Oh, yeah, there was a random There was like an 18-plus section, so they had oh, you're Doom, right, it was a Diablo, wasn't Wolfenstein, it? and Bayonetta. Yeah, see, that, that leans me towards it a little bit more, because all of those games handheld, <clears throat> sounds pretty good to me, but then do I handheld game or not? I don't really know. They had Dibbles 2 on there. I could replay Dibbles 2. <laughs> um, the Nintendo Labo stuff I thought was really good as well. I liked the Nintendo yeah. Labo stuff, and the kids absolutely adored it. It was That's really it. entertaining. But again, money. again, you're paying 70 quid for a yep. bit of cardboard box. Yeah. Yeah, and the game and all the rest of it. Ah, oh, it's difficult. Nintendo have always been terrible with their um with their peripherals, and peripherals have always been an extremely expensive part of Nintendo gaming, and that hasn't changed. It's exactly it's the same worse. as it's always been. <laughs> I, I don't know. They, they weren't trying to market a weird thing that you stood on in the middle of your room or a bike. <laughs> yeah, they're charging you seventy quid for cardboard. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Uh, okay, Look, cardboard and the yet. software. But the thing is, Rich, is you've got three by your own admission, boisterous kids, how long is yep. that cardboard going to last? <laughs> how long will the console last? Fuck the cardboard, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's one of the difficulties. Buying a single console with the intent that all of the kids are able to play it is, is a one-way ticket to a deathmatch environment in my house. I don't think it's a good idea. So, yeah, I don't know. I, it's in, Again, the same as last year, it's endeared me towards the Switch, and I came away going, oh, wow, I could really go for a Switch. And then I realised that I've got a family. And, I mean, if it was just mine, 
I could probably get away with it, but I don't know how long I could keep one secret. Well, you're lucky your brother's got one already, and he says he's going to get married a party, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, in so a we'll position. Play, yeah. Right, um, let's shift on. Is there any, any, any last other things that we want to talk about? There is one actual other thing, but I, look, I want to get into the last awards that we gave out, otherwise this is going to really run on. Yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, yeah, let's let's do these awards, the last few awards. Unless somebody's got something they really want to blurt out right now. I've just got one no. sentence. Alchemic Cutie was good. Okay. Yes, go. Alchemic Cutie was sentence. good. Uh, yeah, that is a good sentence. Okay, right, look, we're going to move on very quickly. Um, the, there were, th- I think, three other awards that we gave out, other than the crew choices of the show. Um, we gave out Best Indie Game, Best Left Field Game, and Transfuser Game of the show. Um, I want to jump in at Best Indie Game. Because this blindsided me. Now, this is the game that we spoke about a little bit earlier that had actually been out for two years, and I'd never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. And the only reason that they were there was because they were just about to bring out this game on the Switch, and they were trying to showcase it so everybody knew about it. And now, weirdly, they weren't. They didn't have it playable on the Switch, but they had it playable on, I think it was a PC, was it? Yeah. It might have even been PlayStation, I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to give this to somebody else rather than me yapping about it. Lewis, do you want to talk about this game? Okay, so this is Tricky Towers, which is a Tetris-style tower-building multiplayer game. Multiplayer? Co-op. Multiplayer game. Yeah, it's multiplayer, yeah. Um, and honestly, it's probably the best fun that I had all weekend. Yeah, I'd, I'd mm. agree with that. And I've played this loads since we got back as well. Yeah, mm. I, I'm more than happy to sit and play it on my own. Uh, just plug my shadow, uh, plug my... Phone it, uh, connect my phone up to my Xbox controller, get it running on my shadow, um, and yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Works so, this so is, nicely. This is, think of Tetris, and it is just kind of Tetris. However, it's got like four different game styles, which are race, puzzle, survival, and I think there might be another one as well, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, the, the biggest kicker with this is that the Tetris blocks have all got physics attached to them. So if you hang a block off the edge of another block and it's not weighted enough or it's not locked in or interlocked with what you've been building, then it will fall off the edge. (laughs) Or it will pull a bunch of other blocks off the edge with it. And as you get higher and higher and higher, the whole tower starts swaying. And you've got to put blocks down at the sides to shore it up and make it more structurally sound. And you've got, like, the shoulder buttons on the pads bump blocks left and right, kinds of rushes them left and right. So you can slot them in to the left or the right of your construction. And then on top of that, you've got Mario Kart-style attacks that you can use against the other people that are playing on the same screen to attack them and try and knock their tower down, or spells that you can use on your own tower to make it more stable and keep you going for longer. And it was just brilliant. It was just inspired. I know they've had a long time to get it right, but it worked really, really well. I had an awful lot of fun playing this. I think this is the game that we we all played the most. Hmm. Because whenever we walked over, the guys were like, oh, back again. Like, I think yeah. we went over and played it four different times over the course of one day. Yeah. Yeah, I played uh, it three or four times with various different people. Yeah. Yeah, So excellent. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I will say is, if you're if you're not sure, if you look at this on Steam, Tricky Towers it's called, it's eleven ninety nine. Now, this is in the realms of, if I saw this on Steam and looked at the game, and it's like, it's a Tetris game, I'd go, eleven ninety nine. Am I interested? Do I want... 
if you're a couch gamer, if you're the kind of person that has people over to your house and you play things like Overcooked or anything like that, get this game. Mm. It is <clears throat> so it's perfect for LAN parties, for couch gaming, and all this kind of stuff. And the different game modes will keep you entertained. Um, it just I, I genuinely really enjoyed it. The kids loved it. We loved it. I've played it a bunch. This is the one that I've played more since I got back than any of the other games that we played while we were there over the weekend. Right. Yeah. Um, and we gave this um, indie game of the show. But in fairness, I think possibly just game of the show would have yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah. it was the most, like I said, most funny that weekend. Probably mine as well. It was just a really fun game to play and I've played it since I've been home as well. Yeah. Hmm. Elle, did you play this? I did. I you did? I what did, was your did take? a good winning. <laughs> did a good winning. Yeah. Hell, that works for every game that you played over the entire. Yeah, they won weekend. the weekend basically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really fun. Uh, for me, these kind of games have limited, like, replayability. Um, just because I need something more. Um, but I did have a heck of a time. Like, I think it's going to be a brilliant party game or a yeah, brilliant yeah. game when you have friends around. Um, See, I do quite a lot of couch gaming and party gaming where we have people around to play this kind of stuff. And for me, it was perfect. I could immediately see how it would fit in with my group of friends and it worked really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess if you're if you're the kind of person that likes to have their own space, right, this is me. I am having a one-to-one relationship with my monitor <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, possibly this is... But there are... there There is a single-player campa- campaign. There are, is a, a single-player set of levels, almost like uh, Angry Birds... Yes. Yeah. Where you've um, got a bunch trials. of challenges that you need. To, yeah, trials that you need to go through single player, and that's entertaining to play on your own. I found. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Awesome. Right, we're going to move on. Unless anybody's got anything else they want to say about Tricky Towers, we'll move um, on to the next game. Well, Lewis has just sent me a link to uh, the tournament kit for Tricky Towers. They've got on their website where you can download like Papercraft Wizard crowns, a tournament roster with official <laughs> rules, and the third thing, a 3D printable super cup. Oh, nice. What? Yeah. Make your own tournament at home. And <laughs> yeah. And you've a got a 3D printer. I've got a 3D printer. I might have to do this. And I also need to find some local th- uh, friends to play the game with. So. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, might need just to find some friends. 3D print yeah, them. That. I might just 3D print the friends as well as the cup. <laughs> it's a good plan. Actually, um, it's right. online as well, so it's good. Uh, and the guys that were there are actually really good as well. We, yeah. we, we, we talk about the people that were running the stands, but they were really nice people. Right, they were so, really nice to us. There are two more awards that we gave out it was best left field game and transfuser game of the show i'm going to leave best left field game for a minute because i think we're all, a few of us are going to want to talk about that transfuser game of the show so i spoke a little bit earlier about what the transfuser section was and the competition that they had going on and this is the game that we all voted for the most i think over the the three or four days that we were voting for the transfuser games which is completely legitimate by the way that's not weighting the scales <laughs> um we voted for this game i think every day because we kept going back and playing it and we kept really enjoying it ross would you like to speak a little bit about this one? Yeah, this is dodgeball. It's uh, all against all, four-player all against all dodgeball. Um, we, we, played, we played two different levels, one in the graveyard, one on the streets, I think. And the streets yeah. one, you had a, a target hit, which would uh, make a car fly over a ramp and then uh, smash that into what people. It that did? Were in the ramp. Yeah, yeah, there was a little target I hit. didn't know how you did that. There was also a fire hydrant that you could hit, which would uh, set off the water, which would knock people over. It was such a fun game. Um, me and Elle played it with your kids and I played it with you guys and I, I played it about five or six times and I voted every time it was the most fun game I had there it's yeah, it's really basic I mean 
It, you throw the ball to try and hit your opponent, and that's it. But I speak to the guys while someone else was playing. They threw their entire game out in May, I think. So this is this game now is what they've made in the past three months, basically. I did not know that. So yeah. This is called Dodge Brawl. Yeah. Yeah. Now, confusingly, when I went to look at, look this up after the show, there have been about five different games called mm. Dodge Brawl. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I don't think they picked their name particularly well. No. I think they might need to rebrand it ever so slightly. But if we can find it, if we can find a link to the actual page, and bearing in mind that this was just a bunch of guys who were making this in their spare time who've got other jobs, yes. I'm not entirely sure that they've got a website or anything yet. But, um, yeah, you beckoned me over to play this, mm-hmm. and it was just a bit of a tongue-in-cheek cartoon-esque dodgeball game in which you spawn with the ball. Or, no, you have to collect the ball, don't you? Yes, yeah. and four in the middle of the, the, the level to start with, and then yeah. you go and get them. And one button is hurl the ball at somebody else's face, yep. and the other button is catch the ball. Now, did anybody ever actually catch a ball? Yeah, me and Ross did when we yep. played it first time. Did you? Yes. I did, I did not. You have to time it perfectly. <laughs> I had a few bounce off my face as well, but yeah. I did eventually catch one. <laughs> one of the really entertaining parts of this game, I thought, was the... Um, and, and it's silly, but it's certain little touches on games that, that make it stick in your memory. Um, the ragdoll physics on the character, when you got hit by a ball yeah, and then got so knocked good. out of the game or lost one of your lives, it was so funny. And it was like a little... Yeah. sound when you get hit and then your character just fucking ragdolls off into the distance <laughs> it was, uh, I I thought this was really funny it was nice and fast paced now compared this to Hyper Brawl which is the other one that you spoke about a little bit earlier I found this more fast paced and because of that more entertaining than I found Hyper Brawl but Hyper Brawl was way more tactical hmm. and it, it was more of a I guess a more of a complete game than this one but I thought this was an awful lot of fun it was brilliant this one, yeah this one was a great idea with fantastic controls. They they'd nailed the controls. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like know. I didn't know that they'd completely thrown out the game that they were working on and just started from scratch. Yeah, literally in May yeah. they said. So what's that? Three months. Yeah. Oh, like, they, four months. Yeah. They also won the uh, the people vote, the public vote at uh, for Transfuser at EGX. Yeah. As yeah. Well. Which may have entirely been our votes. <laughs> but yeah, we we backed the winner there, which I don't think we've done on previous years. No, 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 no. Don't we, have a, we, have. we have a tendency to back the weird lemon controller games or something like that that nobody else voted for. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. The guys that were running it. Now, weirdly, though, um, I think this is because they're doing this as a hobby rather than being paid to make the game. But there was like yeah. eight of them, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, no, there was, there was a, a lot. Of, like there was a lot of them. There's a team right. of four and they've got they had extra people with them, but they're right, all uni okay. students. They're all students right. at the University of South Wales. Yeah, I yeah. think they were doing it for their dissertation or something, weren't they? I Possibly, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I think it was leaning well, they, in that direction. Of course, yeah. yeah, but they were absolutely brilliant guys and they've made a fantastic game. And I think they were genuinely surprised that so many people liked it. They had this kind of look of shock on their face. We went over to them on the Sunday and said, look, 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 when, when does it finish? When do you guys find out whether or not you won? Because we've been voting for you all weekend and really, really enjoy your game. And the guys, the, there were two of them there when we went up and spoke to them, and they went, we already won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, yes. Um, but no, that was really, really entertaining. Right, we need to move on to the final game that we gave an award to. Unless anybody wants to say anything else about Dodgeball before we move on. 
No, it's great. Just look out for it. Get it when it comes out. I'm, not, I'm sure it's yeah. not going to be expensive. Yeah. No, I reckon it will come out as well. And hopefully, I think they're going to get the backing from the transfuser people as well. So yeah. this is going to be something that we're going to see. Um, right. Best left field game. Um, I'm going to hand this over to Lee, if that's okay, oh, to explain you. this. Um, I, I saw... I saw this before we went i saw this on the list and i saw some videos of this before we went and i thought this looks quite interesting and uh, we wandered through left field and i spotted it and i said oh i need to play this and i waited my turn sat down and um on at least three occasions i just let rip with a big laugh um playing through the levels because it's um it's one of those games where stuff happens that you don't expect so it's golf but it's not golf. Yep. Um, it's by it's made by people that don't like golf. Um, yep. And it's it's a golf game. Um, so you you don't necessarily it's use an a ball. Anti-golf game. Yeah. It's anti-golf. <laughs> it's yeah. not necessarily. <laughs> no. It's not necessarily so this, a hole to aim at. This is um, called what the golf. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just bonkers. It's just so explain one of the levels. This is one of the things. Pick a level and explain one of the levels. Uh, so there's one level. Um. That you have to get a hole in one, uh, yep. except the the hole is a one. Yep, it's a giant um, and one, the, and the ball is the hole. And the, the ball hole. is the hole. So you you pull back on the um, <laughs> uh, on the mouse or whatever the control is, and you aim, and all of a sudden this hole just moves. Or there's another one where you pull back, and you, you're expecting the ball to move, and the house moves. Yeah. It, it, the house flips over and goes. Uh, but there they also one. put in some really good um, uh, gameplay mechanics and control systems in it. There's one where you've got um, a car to get to the top of it. It's a bit like a rally course up the, yeah. up this hill. And when you pull back to aim, you, the car the time slows down so that you can use that as a as a way to plan your next move, and you don't feel too flustered when you're playing. Otherwise, it would be just just be impossible to get that car up there. Yeah. Um, there's so many nice touches like that in this game, especially Super Putt. <laughs> super Putt. Super it, It's really difficult to kind of... Get, you, you don't want to give too much of this game away because no. half the enjoyment is in people discovering it for themselves. But there was one point where I was watching over Lewis's shoulder and I couldn't tell whether he was particularly enamoured by the game or not. And he was there. He had a, he had a semi-serious face. I thought he was made, either concentrating or didn't like it. That's and then face. at one point he pulled the controller back like pulled the aim thing back uh, and then fucked a cat off into the distance <laughs> and then just broke down. <laughs> just completely lost it. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant. It had so many entertaining moments in it. And then they had around the game, they had like all these messages that had been written on the wall. Like if we were forced to make a golf game, this is the game we would have made. Yeah. The, the super hot team. <laughs> and, and things like that and it was I was just really I think entertaining I was really good the, one of the first people one of us to play it um, this year at that at uh, EGX and I spent the whole of the next four days telling everybody you've got to play this game yeah you've yeah, got, you got to play this game so yeah that, that it got our award uh, for left field I was quite yeah tough. best left field and there was some and really that, good stuff in left field as well there was good stuff in left field there was meow, meow. Dragon. Yeah. meow meow that was really good fun um, there's another one that I want to talk about. Look, does anybody have anything else they want to say about Super Putt before we move on? Um, Super only Putt, that I'm looking golf. forward to come out. Mm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope um, they can bring right. it out on mobile you know, platforms as well. Yes, yeah. they are. Right, look, in the left field section, there's one more game that I want to talk about, and this is almost an honourable mention kind of thing, and I, always, I felt kind of bad at the end of the weekend not giving it any award, but... 
they had a ringer which felt a little bit like cheating. So we met at this year's EGX, the ever effervescent and fantastic Simon Marshall, a la the guy that came up with Glez Games, hmm. and now works for a um, PR company, I can't remember the name. Kinetic Lewis Atom. Help. Thank you very much. Um, and they had a game there called Lewis, Please Help Me Again. What? Uh, TikTok, a tale, of two, a tale for Two. That's a Tale it. for Two. That was it. Right. It was so good. Now I've gone to everybody else. Apart from L, I've kept this one. L, <laughs> can you explain, please, TikTok, um, a tale for two, and just like we're going to blaster it fairly quickly. But you're a puzzly gamer, aren't you? I like puzzles. You're a you puzzly are person. a puzzle. I am an enigma wrapped in a puzzle game. Um, Do you want to explain yeah. this game? Sure. So you have uh, a game which presents itself in one of two copies. Uh, the two machines that you play it across uh, do not need to be connected in any way, shape or form. You can literally play this game across Skype. In fact, it is probably better if you play it across Skype because then if you know the person sat next to you isn't progressing the game because they can't see that progressing the game is the right <laughs> option to do, you won't get frustrated with them. Well, uh, not at all at your brother, Rich. Ah! Oh, no! <laughs> um, do you not so, hold <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, so, it's fine. She says through gritted teeth. <laughs> yeah, um, we could have totally won. We could have won. We could have had it all. Oh, he came um, away. He came away so apologetic after that. I know. Just I, like, and that's why I can't hate him. He was so. <laughs> he nice. had L fear. <laughs> just the glare. So um, yes, yeah, so you get presented uh, one or, or two versions of this game, which is something that I really quite enjoy. Um, you have to work together in order to solve these puddle, uh, puddles, puzzles, puddles. Uh, the puzzles. Um, I won't go into too much detail surrounding the puzzles because, as you know, with puzzles, once you know the secret to them, there is no point. Yeah. Uh, it is a game best explored. It is really, really nice, easy to understand. Um, some of the puzzles are quite uh, quirky. They're really nice to figure out. Like you feel quite accomplished uh, when you do figure out things like quite naturally. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for people who play in twos. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good game. It's definitely well, only, on my purchase you, list. You can, you can only, only play, play in twos. Two, well, you two. could cheat. Well, no, you the, could cheat. Um, so two I, devices to play on your, on your own. Yeah. I know that there were pe- there occasionally there were people you know would solo would walk up, sit down on one of the machines, sort of like sit there solo for a little while. Just uh, try and like, figure out a puzzle by themselves and yeah, then not, yeah. not be able to do anything and they go no. get up and go away. So the, think... the, the thing that I really enjoyed about this was the fact that the game wasn't networked at all. Yeah. It was it was two copies. You, you both launched a copy of the game, but the games didn't talk to each other. Like Nothing that you did in your game directly affected the narrative of what was going on in the other game, but you had to talk to the other person. So this is a game that could be played across any platform because they're not talking to each other directly it can be played over the phone over skype in the same room it doesn't matter fuck you just, sony yeah <laughs> it was just really it was really good yeah i i really like it replayability will be very limited because again yeah negligible um however i don't mind paying for an enjoyable experience like if it's something yep, that yeah. i have a lot of fun with i don't mind putting money into it and Ooh. it was really really nice um yep. really nicely presented really intuitive it's great good job and again this this was another one of those ones that was being presented by the, um a, an amazing 
group of people yeah. who were really happy to talk about everything about the games that they were there to showcase. And I said before, Simon Marshall, who is amazing, and we've uh, we've actually had Simon on the show before, yeah, many many years ago now. I think possibly twice, <laughs> yeah. twice. I did ask him um, twice. Yeah. Um, and he, it was really nice to meet him there. He was really excited. He was there for, I think, two days, and then he had to head back. Yeah, um, so lovely. I think it was Cat. Was Cat? Cat and Karina. Cat and Karina were oh, the yeah. other two people there, and they were fantastic as well. Um, so that gets uh, my honourable mention for game of game of the show that we didn't give an award to for two reasons. One, unfortunately, what the golf sniped it slightly because of mm. the mirth, the mirth content of it but also it felt a little bit cheap giving an award to one of our friends it felt like it was weighted <laughs> so weighted ever so slightly do we call this the pity award or no <laughs> no that would be waiters yeah, forever no, okay, sorry. <laughs> we cannot do that right look we've spoken about absolutely tons and tons of games is there anything else that we want that anybody wants to mention about egx this year or any game that stood out that they want to talk about very quickly before we move on and call this a wrap one there's lots of things that I'd like to talk about, but I think... I'm, I, yeah, this is going to be a four-hour podcast, otherwise. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. have to drop them into other shows. If we get if we get a little bit more face time with them, maybe we'll drop them into another show in future. Yeah. yeah. Lewis, uh, anything you want to talk about? Nope, nothing from me. Nope. Ross? Just, yeah, spending time with you guys is great. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. <sighs> oh, so wholesome. Oh, look at bromance. It was... <laughs> Spending all time with really you guys was great, but also I was glad to see the back of all of you. <laughs> <laughs> like any good family, there are limits to the amount of time you want you to spend with people. You miss us, Lewis. <laughs> uh, no, I love I you guys, but we time. spent what probably, well, Ross and I probably spent the best part of Four, 70 full days together. <laughs> yeah, 70 odd hours, no, 90 odd yeah. hours together. Yeah. I don't see my so wife that much in a week. In close proximity on a bus as yep. well. Yeah. yeah. I was just a journey up several hours. Yeah. Oh, my word. Right. That's it, then. Um, I'm going to leave you with this little piece of important knowledge. At the end of the EGX weekend, there is one person that walked away with the top scores on Beat Saber across every single platform. Oh. I think we can leave Beat it there. <laughs> I've got Sorry, two I'll thumbs, and they're currently the pointed yeah. at this guy. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I we play Beat Saber on basically every single platform that it was available on. PlayStation VR, which possibly we'll talk about at some point, but I know we did on one of the either the live or the carpool casts, yeah. um, and on the uh, Vita Pro, Vita Pro, Five Pro, Five Pro, and the, Oc- Five yeah, and the Oculus Rift, um, and came away with with mega top scores across all the platforms that I felt really happy about, and that is possibly the biggest achievement that I will ever get in my entire life and that's it that is don't that you was have EGX three children and you're married no that doesn't count none of that counts games not games not that hard <laughs> i did hard and did all right oh no we had he had to Actually, drop that in that he was one of the that in. best moments in the show for me oh that was so good jaw-droppingly good so ross has been shying away from vr for basically the entire show and ross has got this kind of hate-hate relationship with vr <laughs> in he in that he basically. hates it but at the same time he hates the idea of it <laughs> and so he'd, he'd kind of been vehemently shunning all VR titles and I say that but actually he had been in a couple and then suddenly he goes over to the Intel stand which by the way they were great guys as 
well and yeah. um, and hopped on beat saber in uh, oculus rift after never being in an oculus rift before in his life to my no. knowledge no. and proceeded to stick beat saber a game that he'd never played before on the hard setting which if you've ever played beat saber you will know that it you just don't ever do that and stormed it <laughs> Absolutely stormed it. I've never seen a tree ant move so fast in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a thing to behold. I think we've got footage of that as well, haven't we? I've actually tried uh, uh, playing it standing on a box, and it's not because of his height. <laughs> it's, it's not as easy. No. <laughs> right, that's EGX 2018 in a fucking massive nutshell. I think that's probably everything that we're going to talk about. This needs to be edited down to about 15 minutes worth of fast-paced content. Yeah. Um, Right then, thank you everybody for listening. You can find us all over the bloody shop. You can find us on Twitter, at ReadyP2. You can find us on Facebook somewhere. I can't remember the name of it. It's ready. Just search ReadyPlayer2 on Facebook. ReadyPlayer2. You can find us on Acast, where we host our podcast, um, at ReadyP2. Forward slash ReadyP2. Forward slash ReadyPlayer2. It feels like possibly Lewis should be doing this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Twitch, and we are doing absolutely loads of Twitch streaming at the moment. Um, I'm currently going to Twitch so I can figure out what it's called. There we go. It's twitch.tv slash ReadyP2. We've done some mixer and some YouTube streaming and stuff like that. To save Rich's voice and to actually get the right length. If you go to (laughs) our our Twitter, which is forward slash... uh, ready p2 or at ready p2 our pin tweet has links to pretty much wherever you can to find everything. us everything do you know what just fucking google us that's just that's yeah. just, that's <laughs> just, that's just, actually do you know what oh uh, you actually, can't really do that anymore because no you can't do that because everybody's asking that. for a sequel to the movie um, <laughs> twat faces book <laughs> yeah god right. damn it there's loads of places that you can find us and very soon we are going to be going through something of a little bit of a rebrand. Um, we have been using our tried and tested Ready Player 2 green motif for a really long time uh, with our little invader and a bunch of other stuff and our website, which we do update and it's got lots of content on it. But it's been five years, six yeah, years now since years. we've actually done anything with any of it. So we're going through a little bit of a rebrand at the minute. We're going to come up with a new logo, new website, a new bunch of other stuff. Still going to be the same rate, great Ready Player 2 content, but it is going to be under a little bit of a different colour scheme. And we're going to spruce everything up a bit and make it all look shiny and fantastic, hopefully so that we don't hit problems with copywriting <laughs> when we tr- go to print t-shirts. t-shirts. I other, knew I'd seen yeah. that somewhere before. Or <laughs> other merchandise. <laughs> Um, yeah, we had a bit of an issue when we tried to get t-shirts printed this year, but it'll be fine. Um, so keep an eye out. Um, moving at the pace that we ordinarily move at, that'll be coming your way in a couple of years' time. So EGX 2020, <laughs> look, forward look, to forward to the re- look forward to the rebrand. Um, but no, we are going to get it done as quick as we can. Right, I'm going to get into the into the exit. Have I said everything that I need to say, Lewis? Yeah. Yeah, I pretty much. So. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Ready Player 2, Episode 80, EGX 2018. I have been Rich. Lewis has been... Lewis. And you can find Lewis at... Uh, Louis underscore Kong. You can find me at Zebwen. That's Z-E-B-W-E-N. I didn't see that. say that. You can find L at... Escaping IRL. And I have been awake. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I feel like a round of applause is needed there, but it won't translate very well into the podcast. <laughs> Ross has been, and you can find him at... Here and Rossburn 1984. And Lee has been, and you can find him at. Aging and at <laughs> ZZ Lee ZZ. 
And now, most of us are going to go and play Forza Horizon 4. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We will be back very shortly with episode 81 with considerably less EGX and considerably more games. Thank you and good night. Cue Bye. the music. Bye. Bye. Was he out to get you on purpose? He went yeah. out and just and just specifically you know got he was. tires you know what he and does wet for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely out to get me. He's a teacher. They've always been out to get me. He's a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, He's Fuck a you teacher. and your knowledge. Yeah. He hasn't got much. He ain't got any common sense. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck no. Hopefully he's not a big fan of us. <laughs> I don't think He's so. definitely not. Oh no. But I prefer the uh, Dilophosaurus. The Dilophosaurus is my hero. <laughs> Which, the Dilo, uh, the one with the fit, um, the, the one the, that uh, the, has the, the main, the frondy yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. It's like fuck you, Dennis. We used to call them dildos. <laughs> what? When? <laughs> 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 <In, laughs> like, can you name this? This wasn't in my youth. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> what do you mean in your youth? <laughs> so Jurassic Park, and, life. Jurassic Park came out twenty five years ago. That would have made you what sixty? It's like we used to call them dildos. I've just got images of him emerging out of his cave. <laughs> I was actually including you in that statement. Oh me? Oh no, I don't remember. Oh, I remember now. Actually, is this Ark? Yeah. I, I was very oh, concerned for a moment. You know, the whole. <laughs> oh, I word. can't. I, 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 to be fair, they would not make a very good dildo. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember your. No, I don't think I can. Oh yes, I can. Catastrophons. Catastrophons. That one. Yeah, but I like the way that, despite me telling you who you did, you're like, oh yeah, I can. I just told you who you did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> my mysterious benefactor. <laughs> I have somehow remembered. But what do you mean, right son? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like are you, are you not happy? There's some magical process <laughs> called hearing. He remembered. Yeah, you can't, process. I can't live on. I can't live off exposure. Thank you. The document. Um, Not oh, yeah, I, I like think that you scroll over to the right and there's just like this unformatted column that I can't work out. <laughs> I can't work out. I can make it white. That's fine. Like the tack on that you are. <laughs> there we go. That is so harsh. All right. Uh, it might just. I might have done it as one big box rather than. Yeah, it's yeah. one big box. It's fine. He has a giant it's, box currently. It's a better, better than nothing. I'll just put it all on one line. <laughs> Lee has a giant box. <laughs> <laughs> You've met me now, so I can't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, can we um, do a clap, it. please? 
Oh, yeah. Clap. Hang on. Let me put my phone down. Otherwise, it's going to be difficult. Oh, <laughs> You're going to clap with your the phone, phone across the room. <laughs> Just slam it against your forehead. Just slam it against the desk. <laughs> right. Three, two, one. Can we do that again? Because mine was a bit weak. <laughs> okay. You want to run up? <laughs> Three. Well, if you looked at, if you could see oh. my blue squiggly, my my clap was less than my speech. Wow. Yeah, mine does oh. that as well, but I think that's because I'm a loud person and a bad clapper. <laughs> right. Three. There are no bad clappers. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the doctor tells you otherwise. <laughs> okay. Podcast title. Uh, three, two, one. Oh shit! You know, we were all over the... the shop there. <laughs> it's the this, it's the I countdown. I've, no got, I've got to say, it's the, the countdown. Count three. What was wrong? Two, you know, I was giving everybody a, a time. One. Would you, would you like to do it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh god! <laughs> so really People clapped. People... I know. Because Lee was counting, was fake, and I didn't know if we were going... It was a fake countdown. Oh, it was definitely a fake countdown. <laughs> Somebody was counting. It was, a, it was a facetious countdown. <laughs> right, okay. I've one more countdown. Trained. Okay. Oh, my God. Three, or Lewis to do it. Two, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. That's fine. Lee, Lee, Lee can edit this. We'll work it out. <laughs> I feel it's all your fault. To be fair, you can use my oh for fuck's sake as a, yeah. a clap instead of um, anything else. I think if I just line up all three claps uh, with an yeah, average. You'll, you'll yeah. Get, yeah, average them out. Hello, Are you going to start welcome. then, Rich? Oh, my God. Oh! <laughs> I knew that, was that was amazing. Run face first. In oh, time. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Have another go. No <laughs> one's going to talk I this time. Have a, have a bit I of a run up. Taking a run up. To be fair, though, if a Nintendo employee doesn't do well, they just get executed. So. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what happens? <laughs> they just harvest oh, a new one from the field. <laughs> harvest a new one. <laughs> They've just yeah. grown and they're like Pikmin. Uh, They've just grown a new one. <laughs> That's We've exactly. got a bad one. Where- where do you think the idea for Pikmin came from? <laughs> That's a Nintendo oh, employee. No. So my <laughs> hang on, I've lost my you're, headphones. You're lost right. My <laughs> yeah, I've lost my headset. Sorry, I find that funny. <laughs> do you want to lead back into that again, Rich? Yeah, sure. T- Cue Bye. the music. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.